and welcome to season three of the Disney Animated Cannonball. So cool. Did I do something wrong? No, you did so good. Oh, okay, good. It was cheering. I thought you were going, no, four, four, season four. <laughs> ah, shit, what I do? <laughs> this was my first time doing the intro, Fox. You fucked it. <laughs> this is the podcast where me, that's Fox, she, her. And Talon, he, him. Watch every one of the set of films known as the Disney animated canon. Yes, even that one. Yeah. We uh, started this project in lockdown, and sunk cost has absolutely got us now. Hey, we're still in lockdown. What are we going to do? <laughs> oh, write everything. Video <laughs> games. Write things. Make a game. Draw a picture. Lay on the floor and just feel sad. That's the distinctly more likely scenario, yes. Yeah. Yes, for those who don't know, uh, I am a lifelong traditional animation fan, uh, lover of character design, and cautious enthusiast of Disney properties. And uh, Talon's uh, media studies nerd who grew up in a cult. I did indeed. And that meant that while Fox was just marinating in Disney culture, I was dealing with the kind of people who want to make sure to censor toothpaste commercials for being too sexy. <laughs> I'm not sure we should let you watch The Rescuers. Yes, there is a scene where the young girl prays and is exhorted for having faith, but also there is moonshine. And a superstitious mouse. Ah, yes, the devil's work. Yeah, so what period are we covering in season three? Well, funny we should mention the rescuers, because uh, this is... This is a genuinely fascinating era of Disney. We're starting, I believe, in 1970? Yeah. With the Aristocats? And uh, following through to the... Not quite Disney Renaissance, which... Uh, and and ends on the uh, cinematic masterpiece The Land Before Time. <laughs> oh, wait, shit, sorry. Oliver and Company. Oliver and Company. The... Film about Billy Joel being a singing dog. <laughs> when you describe it that way, it does sound like something you made up. But there's a couple of movies like that in this season. <laughs> this, look, uh, it's never so evident as from watching these in, in cannonball fashion that this was a hell of a transitional period for Disney. Uh, Milt Carl was, was to be on his way out. <laughs> uh, and along with him, the age of just sketchy lines going every the fuck where, and uh, swaggles raining from the heavens upon us. Mm. We retire both the swaggle watch and the eyelash watch this season. We do, they just become sort of redundant. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, this is also a period where the technological gift of xerography and the upcoming rise of CGI are present at the same time while the animators who are being called upon to use them are going through what we can best describe as a bloodbath. <laughs> we have so many retirements and so many firings and I can only imagine what it would have been like to work at the studio during this time because they were trying everything to to hold on to being Disney and being the people who did feature-length animated movies. As I escaped the cult, one thing that was just known was Disney was this bastion of permanent, enduring, 100% sterling quality. Yeah. Disney made good stuff. And this is the period 
give or take 12 minutes where that is the most erratically in doubt. <laughs> That's a very good call forward. Put a pin in that for later, listener. You'll thank me. What movies do we cover in this period, Fox? Well, we start with the Aristocats. <laughs> uh, what if Lady and the Tramp was cats and boring? Then Robin Hood, the best one. Then we move on to The Rescuers. <laughs> do we, though? Yes. There definitely wasn't another movie in there. Disney would not have dedicated a whole entry in the animated canon to the fucking Winnie the Pooh movie when nothing fucking happens and no lessons are learned. Speaking of not learning a lesson, what comes after that? Oh, The Fox and the Hound, uh, a movie full of just tragically wasted potential, but uh, also just tragedy. Uh, then, oh boy, oh boy, it's rough times now. It's The Black Cauldron, an adaptation of an American, uh, reinterpretation of a Welsh epic, uh, which is ambitious. Yeah, ambitious. That's what this is. Disney dipped their toe in that swords and sorcery game and they realized they'd made a huge fucking mistake. (laughs) But don't worry, because we're going to save it with the great mouse detective, a delightful what if Sherlock Holmes was a hot mouse. And, uh, and, uh, then it's Little Mermaid's next, right? There wasn't a, <laughs> there definitely, definitely wasn't a movie about Billy Joel being a singing dog who wears sunglasses. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a Disney movie. We must be thinking of Warner Brothers or, or maybe one of the weirder Don Bluth ones. I think they did a Chanticleer movie at some point, you know? They did that kind of weird shit. Uh, one of the animators who worked on Oliver and Company complained that they were ripping off Ralph Bakshi. Well, there were a lot of inappropriate cat calls, so... Huh, hey! <laughs> hey, hey, that's right, I went there. Yeah, I like to think of this era as the, uh, the if not for furries, we'd be broke already era. I believe I currently have it tagged as halving all the ass. <laughs> Seriously, though, wanting teenagers and later adults and later the entire basis of the furry community realizing how much they'd like a sexy cartoon fox man or mouse man or cat man or dog man in their life is i feel very crucial to this era uh uh, not completely sinking beneath the cinematic waves Mm. if you want to talk about the technical side of the animators there's a lot of really interesting stories we go over we talk about the actual content of some of these. We even do a kind of like what would make this movie better stuff for a couple of them. Uh, hey, Fox, mm-hmm. uh, what was your favorite movie in this? And what was your favorite episode of this? <laughs> well, this is the easy one. Yeah. Robin Hood has been my favorite Disney forever and will be until 1996. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite episode, though. That's a little harder. Uh <clears throat> To be honest, it might also be Robin Hood, because I, I just had a great time having you blow sunshine up the butt of my favorite movie. <laughs> well, I guess... <laughs> Felt very vindicated, like, yeah, that's right, I, I was smart enough to... <laughs> even as a child, I picked the good one. Uh, what, what about you? What about you? Well, I mean, you're right, Robin Hood is the best movie here. Hey, that's right, I'm right, oh uh, yeah. I think the movie that Black Cauldron wants to be is probably my favorite movie here. <laughs> But undeniably, I didn't laugh as hard or have as much fun watching The Black Cauldron as I did watching Robin Hood. As far as the episodes are, uh, it's a little tempered for me, because on the one hand, The Aristocats is a episode that to record, I had to watch the movie The Aristocats. (laughs) And that was awful. But 
I then got to watch your brain explode when I told you about the voice acting talent on Aristocats and other stuff <laughs> they did. True. There was some surprising stuff there. I'll give you that. And ultimately, we had so much to talk about with Black Cauldron. It's true. It was a dense episode. Yeah. If not a joyful one. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. There's some part of me that just really likes standing on the sidelines and watching rich men get involved in a train wreck. (laughs) Ah, if only they were held accountable more often. Eh, rip. (laughs) Don't. Don't watch Oliver and Company. (laughs) Don't watch Oliver and Company. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm, this... You know, in many ways, this was the stuff that relates most closely to my childhood. Like, the previous eras, I've had maybe one or two movies which were were uh, foundational, you know, cornerstones of my existence. But uh, this one's got a lot that meant a lot to me. Uh, the Fox and the Hound was, was huge for reasons we'll get into in that episode. Robin Hood was Robin Hood. Uh, Great Mouse Detective uh, was a core part of my home's interest. And I even had a foundation that made me want to love Oliver and Company so much. Uh, but unfortunately, it's just not a very good movie. Yeah, such is life. Season three of the Disney animated Cannonball was an absolute delight to make. I say that having not had to edit the Oliver and <laughs> Company episode yet. I feel like we had more fun watching this era of movies than we have had for any collective group. And that's saying a lot since this had Winnie the Pooh in it, which was an interminable slog. Yeah. (laughs) Never has 50-something minutes felt so much like two hours. I definitely feel that this season has more... It is a really, really erratic up and down. And the worst in this season is stuff that I would actually... We have the benchmark from watching the first season where we always can go back to, hey, at least it's not Melody Time or Saludos Amigos (laughs) or some of those compilation clip movies. But this season has some movies that I think of as being the worst of the whole fair. And I think I say on one of the episodes, like, I'd probably rather watch Saludos Amigos. Like, if I had the choice between these two. talk about that again. Um, which is, you know, it's wild, especially because this has Robin Hood. Robin Hood is really good. If you're mostly someone who's just like, hey, if I wanted to watch all of the Disney animated films, which are the ones to skip? I would genuinely say, watch Robin Hood, watch The Rescuers because of the pipe organ fight. I would say, watch (laughs) The Great Mouse Detective. And that's almost all you need from this season. You know, that brings me to the question that I was going to ask before. Because when you spoke about the Black Cauldron, I was just about to ask you which one did you find the most disappointing. But let's flip that. Because I want to know which one surprised you the most in a good way. What did you go into thinking nothing of? And were like, holy shit. (laughs) Actually. (laughs) I actually went into the, sorry, I did go into this with high expectations for a couple of these movies. Like, I thought The Fox and the Hound. I thought I knew it. Because it was such an obvious morality tale, I thought I was going to go a particular plot. And I didn't. And I got a movie that really angered me with how bad it was. That was a really interesting discussion, I think. The cousin of that, would I am, I'm, I'm sorry to keep blowing smoke up its butt, but Robin Hood. <laughs> like, Robin Hood does a bunch of stuff that I would normally say, like, can we do better than this than movies? But like, yeah, it's episodic, but it's all fun. 
it's got a whole section where the story just kind of jerks to a halt so they can do an extended action sequence of a character pretending to be a football, and it owns. <laughs> That's fucking great, yeah. Unironically, just really good. I already knew I had some fondness for The Great Mouse Detective, but it was all, you know, radiation. It was all background effect of like, yeah, it's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, I bet they have a lot of fun with that. But going and watching it and be like, no, this is actually just like a really good Sherlock Holmes movie. This this absolutely whips. So, yeah, uh, I was surprised pleasantly by how good Robin Hood actually is. Like, as a 38-year-old man watching Robin Hood and going, no, really, this is <laughs> great. And uh, The Great Mouse Detective solves one of the major problems of Sherlock Holmes. So Very cool, very cool. What about you? Anything that you thought, oh, it's not that bad, <laughs> and you came back to and went, ooh, or vice versa? Uh, the most disappointing is definitely The Fox and the Hound. Because uh, I had a prior attachment to that without having seen the movie. Uh, so I love something that never really existed. And definitely something that never included the voice of Mickey Rooney as the handsome uh! That Oh, oh. Like, I have seen it before, but every time I watch it, it's just a little bit sadder that they those were the choices they made. And I never really got the version of it that was in my heart. Uh, but you know what did surprise me? Uh, it was The Rescuers, actually. Because uh, I had a very nothing recollection of that movie. Like, I knew the basic plot and didn't care about any of it until this rewatch wherein there was a scene of of alligators who are clearly dogs fucking chasing mice around a pipe organ and i don't know how i managed to forget it but it's glorious the animation is joyful the comedy is great uh it it was so much fun and i was not expecting to have fun when we watched the rescuers i thought it was going to be tolerable at best i wasn't expecting to hate a turtle i think with that Teaser and summary and exciting little yeah, dalliance. Yeah. Let's stop talking about it and let the listener move on to us talking about it. Yep. Enjoy. Enjoy.